Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Winner. And today we're going to be talking about our experiences at Tennessee Game Days 2022. Then we're going to be doing a showdown between Fleet the Dice Game and Three Sisters. So thanks for joining us for episode number 97. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean. He sat down, but then he just left. He left, just like Tennessee game days. You know, he comes, he plays one game, no, two games. Three games. Three games. Well, you played two with me. Two with you. Oh, my goodness. Two with me. Okay. We don't count the ones that you don't play with me. (laughs) He plays a couple games with me and is like, you know what? I'm out of here because I have something more important to do, like actual work. (laughs) Actually, it was a... It was a birthday party, a birthday party sleepover at my house. Yeah, this is what I thought was really interesting. Dean has no problem skipping the board game conference for a birthday party sleepover. But he also has no problem skipping church to go to the board game conference. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. I did. I was a church skipper. He was like, yeah, I mean, you know, get the priority straight. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up skipping church. I needed a break from John, and I got it. Hey, when I was when I was uh, preaching on Sunday, I brought you up. By the way, was that right? I did. Calling me out for being a church skipper. No, I was like doing an example of like telling people like we all, in the simplest of terms, we all need to get along because we're all together in this, even if. We don't like that one person. Oh, boy. And I said, just like, you know, whenever we're like, man, I love everyone here, but I hate Dean Dunning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that what got a that? good. They, they say there's a little truth to every joke. Is that, well, no, is that, right? that one's not, though. Okay. But right. it was like, actually, I said, I'm not going to say anyone's name. I know I'm going to get in trouble. And then like, <laughs> then I was like, let's just do it since he's not here right now. <laughs> so, oh, man. Uh, even if you hate Dean Dunning. Yeah, I was sitting at the game table (laughs) and I had this thought like, I think somebody's I think somebody's trashing me right now. I just knew your ears were new in my soul that somebody was was your tongue was twitching. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Oh, boy. Well, I guess that's what I get for skipping to go play some games. And I only played two games. We'll get to that later. But well, do you know why I'm the winner? Johnny winner? Well, I it's twofold. I have a I have a hunch. Okay, what's the hunch? You didn't win a lot of games this weekend. That's part of it. So that the anti winner. And the other part is something with real estate. I'm yep. sure. No, nope. oh, you said <laughs> is that right? Yeah. And here's the thing. Oh my goodness. You, we had a whole. You can't just have a competition and not tell Meeple Town what happened. And it was Dean had the over under on someone reaching out to me about real estate, and the only person that did was Board Game Gumbo. <laughs> and obviously, he's not serious. So I win. Zero. And the other reason... He promised to buy a house here, so you have to give him a free game. That's <laughs> If he wants to, that would be great. And then secondly, I played, and we'll get into this, five games only at Tennessee Game Days. And I came in dead last in not one, not two, not three, not four, <laughs> but in all five games that I played. Dead last dead. in all of Wait, them. Wait, hold up, hold up. Yes, dead last in all of them. Like, I mean, I'll, so let's 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 have a quick conversation. Are you sure you can't? We'll talk about it. Are you sure you came in? Dead oh wait, last I don't know game? about the king. Of, I don't know what I came in that. Okay, I I don't think you did because I I went to the bathroom and then it was over or something like that. I can't remember, but I think you actually came in second. Second at that point. Okay. Well, well, okay. It doesn't really have a. 
Yeah. It doesn't really work that way. We'll get to that one a little bit. But later if you later. were to look back. Okay. Yeah. So that makes me feel a little better. So I didn't come. Okay. So I have four out of five. I'm pretty sure I was dead last on all of them. So we got lots of negative feedback about the, the realtor stuff. So I'm interested to see what you have to say. There <laughs> today. I mean, Steve O'Rourke threatened to stop listening to the show. He didn't really, but <laughs> that was all I was going to say. Is your office sponsoring the podcast now? Because then you can talk about it. You can have a 30 second spot oh my to do gosh. a commercial. Oh my gosh. So let's talk about something about board games. Uh, it, just, just a thought. It never occurred to me. I've gone to a lot, uh, not a lot. I've gone to a handful of cons. And I feel like, Dean, every time I go to a con, I play like schnat. Like, I'm just a very bad player. And not that I'm a particularly good player. I'm not. Like, I'm an, I'm, I'm an average board game player, probably. Um, I will beat people who don't play games, but when I play against gamers, I'm just middle of the road. Um, but when I go to cons, I do horrible. And it's I, funny because this wasn't even there. Was, there, especially when we were playing our first game, there weren't that many people in the room. No, but what happens, I think, is that I am so I get distracted really easily. And like, for example, one of the things that this con had that I enjoy is around the the gaming area. There were tables set up, and everyone just had games for sale. Yeah, and that was new this year. That, too. It was yeah. awesome. So like, you could just you know set up your Venmo QR code or give them your Venmo number, PayPal, give them a call, and I I was. You know, people would bring games in. I'd be like, well, what are they bringing over there? Even though I only bought one, which I was being really good about. Um, but, like, the second day, I set up some of my games. And every time someone would go over there, I'd be like, hmm, I wonder if they're going to buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, I like, I think I realized that, like, to beat really good players, you, you do have to think about what you're doing. I realized, Dean. Yeah. To, you know? <laughs> well, you do. But also, like, okay, in your, in your defense, it, we'll get to this when we get there, but... Learning a newer, heavier game and playing with somebody who doesn't lose a lot of games and who's played who it before also has played it before. I, yeah, I, I didn't go into that game expecting to win, but I did teach. Actually, you know what? I didn't come in dead last in Rialto either. Dang it. Okay, but you didn't win a game, so you're no, still... no, no. I didn't win a game. Yeah, I was zero for five. Um, but I actually taught two games, and they were just like mid midweight Euros, and I lost both of them to new players who had never played them before. Mm. So that was pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I think I also performed p poorly or more poor, poorer would be the right word, I guess, when I play with bigger player counts because I just like to talk to people and I have a hard time. I know I, I probably I annoy Dean. Dean's like trying to play a two player game with me. Like we've been playing like, hey, Dean, hey, Dean, how about this? How about this thing? I was doing this the other day. And he's probably like, shut up. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> I have my thoughts on that, but I want to share them when we, whenever we get to those games. I okay. Like. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. I have a treat for us today. Okay. A fun game. All right. Because you right. said that I wasn't. I didn't do the poll. We got confused. It wasn't my job to do the poll this week. It was next week. It was next week. But I, I thought, forgot what I was going to do, so I'm probably not going to do it for then either. Are you serious? <laughs> so I need to come up with a poll for next no, week? No, I'll come up with something. I just I just forgot what it was. I, I didn't say anything to Dean because I wanted to badger him about not doing what he said, and then he said it was for the next one, and I won't disagree because that's probably accurate but this is something that i saw and this has been going around for years and i thought you know what dean we haven't done this and i haven't done this and i'm going to participate in this i think even though i haven't looked at this and i want to do this as a off the cusp like it may not be as accurate as possible but it's just going to be like what's our what's your thoughts and so this is going to be one of those things where people... I usually hate when people do this, by the way. I'm like, oh my gosh, here comes another one. <laughs> but we're going to do it right now. 
a list of questions about board games. Starting with the first question, game you dislike the most. Oh, my. Yeah. That's a lot of games to think it about. It is. It is. The one that comes to mind first is maybe Irish Gage. I don't think that's actually... You only, but you only played that one time. No, I played it twice. Did you? Mm-hmm. And you just... Why do you hate that game? I sold that game this weekend. Did you? Mm-hmm. That's I a, like it, I though. I mean, okay... There's other games that I like worse. Like I don't, I don't really love spe- oh, set. Set is my okay. There it is. There set. it is. I'm with you. I hate you. set. There I hate go. set too. I, I'm not. Uh, I I think it's probably because I'm not very good at it, and I've played with people that are good at it. So yeah, set. Yeah, I hate set. If you don't know what that is, it's this weird thing about coming up with sets, but then it doesn't make sense in my brain totally. Yeah. You too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, but then I've played with people like my intern is. It just clicks. My intern from a couple years ago taught it to me. And it did click with him and like yeah. really well. And so it became pretty frustrating. I would still play it though. I mean, I'll, I'll play pretty much anything. I just don't love it. Yeah, I, I probably won't pr- play pretty much anything. So uh, there it is. Also, I, another one here, just to say that people do like. Actually, you know what? I've got a rate. I got Llama rated at two, but I'm going to raise that a little higher because my son plays that and it's not as. It's not. It's like a five, it's not terrible. Okay. It's a little. It's it's. I mean, when I'm playing Uno with my kids a lot, then like that's a makes me like it more. I'm like, oh, finally, like something that has a little bit of skill. It's kind of like Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. If you've played, <laughs> I've that never one. played. It's that. another speed game. We actually played it uh, at my son's birthday party, and my family really likes it, and I have fun because they have fun. But yeah. I'm just I'm just not good at speed games. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either. Here's one that people do like that I really don't like to throw out there, and that's uh, Ink and Gold. I just don't like that game. I don't think I've ever played that. You never played that one? I don't think so. Have you played? Do the, you have that? Uh, no, I played it in Taiwan with people, and it's like, a, if I remember, it's like a you know push your luck kind of go in and do things. Yeah. And I just remember, it's an Alan Moon game too, and I just remember playing it, and they were all excited to teach me and stuff, and I was like, that sucked. Like, I just hate it. I just did, did not you tell like them that? it. No. Okay. I was like, oh yeah, it's a fun game. Probably. <laughs> probably. No, I don't. I don't really lie. So I'm I, actually. I probably was like, it's not one. really for me. But I just, I didn't like it. I'd play it again. But anyway, what's the next one? All right, overrated. Overrated. So like, it starts off with like, uh, it gets like nicer. So give me your, give me your game that you think is just, you know what people talk about Ooh. this all the time. I know what game you would have picked on Saturday as your overrated game. We're not talking talking about that. Nope. But no, 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 no. I don't know if I would pick it as maybe I'm overrated of all time. I'll give you one. Okay. If you don't, if you want some time, I to need think. to. I need to. Yeah, because I need to okay. look at the browse the games. Okay. Here. Yeah. So I've got my rated games up here. Here's one: um, Dungeon Pets. Oh, yep. That's a good. Did one. not like that at all. I didn't either. And uh, I was really excited to play that. It was too fiddly for what like, and there was, and to me, I just was not satisfied by feeding some pets <laughs> like. If it's going to be fiddly and have some things going on, give me something I'm excited about doing. I could give a rat's behind about that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I might have to give the same answer because, I, you know, I'm just looking at the top 100. I'm at just 30-something right now. And nothing really sticks out as being, like, super overrated that I've played. But but I you're right. Dungeon Pets is too. rated pretty high, right? I mean, it's... Yeah. Another one that... I, now, here's... I'm going to give a pet peeve for this. I, this is a not for me. I've only played it on the app. So I might actually like it in person, but I don't really like Galaxy Trucker, and everybody likes that game. Not a big fan of that. But I've again, I've only played the app, so you know, don't cuss me out. The app's fun. The the really like the 
the beauty of the game comes in reactions of each gotcha. other. And so like, you don't really get that from the app, but like when your ship gets just totally obliterated by, by an asteroid, it's yeah. fantastic. And so that's why the game for me, that's why I like the game fun. so much, but yeah, I didn't mean to have the same designer on both those games. I didn't even think about that. Oh, wow. Sho- okay. Shovel. Shuttle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other Kavonic one. Bottle. Kavottle. Yeah. That's how you say it. Dang, I knew I was going to jack that up. That's what happens <clears throat> when, anyways. Maybe, maybe, uh, oh, uh, uh, and it's not a game that I dislike, but Paladins, maybe. Oh, uh, I like Even that. though I do, too, I just don't like it as much as, as everybody else does. I got you. There we go. Another one I'll throw out, and then we'll move along unless you have another one. Or Viscount's uh, probably a better pick, but anyway. Yeah, Viscount's. Okay. I, I wouldn't be a big fan of that at all. Um, Shot and Totten. Oh, yeah. it's fine. I really like that. Game. I know, but it's, it's it's it's. I don't hate it or anything. It's just it's a fine game. I just feel like people really talked that one up, and I was super excited to play it. And I was like, okay, cool. Would I play it? Sure, I'll play it with you. But but I'm out not, of those like two player, yeah. There's a there's literally twenty other games I'd rather play in that in that little feel. That's fair. I wonder. There's a second shot in Totten. I wonder if that will change. I haven't played it at all, but I think it I think it just came out like within the last year or two. That might be interesting. Okay. How about, let's get a little nicer. How about underappreciated games? Underappreciated games. Mm -hmm. Something that people aren't all jacked up about, and you think, man, that's a great game. You know, something more recent, I guess, would be um, Magnate. Sure, yeah. Right? The, I guess. I mean, I I don't know if that's really underappreciated, because it's pretty new, and I think it's just not maybe as, as widely known or whatever, I'll 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 throw in a game that we played this week, and I'll wait to get into more detail. But I'll say Rialto is an underrated Feld for what it is. Okay, I really do. And then I, can I throw another one that I played this weekend? No. Council of Four <laughs> is an underrated game in my opinion. I know I, people I feel like, like it. Council of Four is probably rated pretty high, isn't it? Well, so it, nah. I bet it's in the top five hundred. Let me see. I I, I think yeah. that it's not, and that's why I remember thinking like. No, it's ranked 1,092. Okay. And it's Maybe 7.2 seven. Okay. On, G- on BGG. I'll allow that. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I, under, underrated just means it's underrated. Like, I actually think it's, like, borderline top 50 game for me. And I'll talk about it later. Rialto is only a 6.9, and it's ranked 1,143 overall. And, again, we'll get more juice on that later. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't would like to spoil. think about that a little bit more. But, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm good with my answer. What's yours? I said Magnate. Oh, you're good with that. Just yeah, that I think okay. so. I mean, it's hard to really like think of okay. that best option. Okay. I'm just looking through my board game ratings is what I've been. You know, Nottingham, that uh, Nottingham card game by Uwe Rosenberg. Yeah. I don't it's think not it's that highly. Rated. I don't think it's an amazing game, but I still really enjoyed it, but I never really heard anything about it. Just kind of hop, happened upon it. Well, there you go. All right. How about uh, a game you love? Uh, I'm just going to skip that. Who cares? A game I love? Yeah. Blood I Rage. Mean, done. <laughs> yeah, feast for Odin. There we go. Done. Um, yeah, Trajan done. Like, all right. Meeple Source has some sweet meeples for feast for Odin. I just got really? an email about it yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, they're pretty cool. How about a game you've played over and over? Lately, Obsession. Wow, that's, that that's is mostly what my wife and I play, and that is. It makes a lot of sense for the name. I'm obsessed with obsession. You're obsessed with obsession. I'm I'm trying to look through what I've uh. and Dragomino. My family we play that one a ton. It's the kid version of. It's like my first uh, King Domino. 
Yeah. And actually, all of those King Domino Origins, all of those King Domino games, we play a lot. Um, Azul, you want me to keep going? Yeah, I mean, well, the problem <laughs> is, I mean, I'm being to be real, like I'm Cascadia. I'm struggling because I don't think I have a lot of mini games that I play a lot. Like I feel like I'm a dabbler. You know what I mean with all the stuff? I've played way too much Skull to where it's almost like not even fun for me to play anymore. I've played quite a bit of of so clover lately I brought, oh, yeah. I brought that up with my family that's been one that i've played quite a bit um but like something personal that i'm just like always that i really actually enjoy the game and i play quite a bit mm, i don't seven wonders is kind of one for you right i've played a decent amount yeah it's been a seven minute. wonders architects for me lately i've been playing that a ton still yeah, I don't like even when it comes to like midweight euros. I'm trying to think of the ones I've played. I've probably played Feast for Odin like more than anything. Um, yeah, I played a decent amount of Rialto now too because that's a lighter, a little bit lighter one for people to play. Yeah. yeah. Hey, have I taught you Seven Wonders Architects yet? Have we played that together? No, we haven't. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I should have brought that today. We could. You can play that game in five minutes. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. I don't. I don't really have. I mean, just to be real, I don't have something I feel like I've just played over and over and over a thousand times. I played Ascension quite a bit because that's taken off with some other people. It's weird because a lot of these, Dean, that I'm like, yeah, I've played a lot, aren't my favorite. It's just games that other people really like a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's you're the, the same. way it works out. Yeah, yeah, you're the same. Other than Obsession, is I, I've really enjoyed playing that. That's that's a really fun game. I used to. It would have maybe used to have been Concordia. I just haven't gotten to the table that much lately because I used to play that one a decent amount, so... All right. It's too bad I don't feel like I have a really great answer for that. How about a game I don't play enough? Blood Rage. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. You play really? a lot more Blood Rage than I do, I feel like, especially over the last probably year and a half. I just haven't played it very much. Thankfully, it's on uh, Board Game Arena, so I've been playing some games with the, the residents of Meepletown over there. But yeah. uh, like per, in-person Blood Rage, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I just played it uh, two weeks ago. I was invited to a friend's house. I was Dean knows, but he wasn't invited, so that makes a lot of sense. It does. I won that game. I actually won a game. Hey, there you go. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> uh, it was really close, though. It was pretty close and pretty tight. Our buddy Justin, who plays games with us, <laughs> uh, pulled off a Justin. Hopefully, he'll never listen to this. I wish he would. And you know, he's one of those guys that five minutes after he says, "You know, if we play this within three months." I guarantee you that I will win. <laughs> he always complains. Did he come in second? Yeah, he did this okay. time. Yeah. Okay. He always complains. And I understand that we switch games around, and he probably, we probably play Blood Rage together once or twice a year. And by the time you remember the cards, it's a little late, That so forth and so on. But I told him, I'm like, dude, I play the same amount as you do, basically. Like, you're the one I play this game with. So You know what I really want to do? There's that group, you and Justin and a couple other guys. I would really like to get together for a really long day. And go back to back to back, Blood Rage, Rising Sun, and Ankh. I would love to do that. Wow. That'd be a heavy game, heavy game in day. Not like it, they're heavy games, but long, I guess is what I'm It would be like at. conflict. Yeah, it'd be like central. a whole day yeah. of just fighting each other. Yeah. Um, I would say some games that I would just say a few that I haven't played enough of or that I need to play more is Anacrity. I really like Anacrity and I've played it, but I just don't feel like I get that one to the table as much as I should. And then I see one here, Newton. I really liked Newton and I feel like maybe it doesn't get into that super upper echelon of games. And so I don't play it quite as much, 
but it's still a very good game. And Underwater Cities is another one that I just I haven't got that at the table in a long time. It's a really good game. Yes, I totally agree with that. Both yeah. of those. Actually, I would love to play with those soon. Underwater Cities and Newton. Yep, I would too. All right, we're keeping rolling. No, there's okay. still there's like five more. So oh my goodness, we this need is to be a long episode. Do you want to? Should we stop and let's finish do, it let's later? Let's do one more. Let's do one more. All right. Actually, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, and we've done one, two, three, four, five, six. Let's stop. Okay. We'll finish the next six next time. Okay. All right, that works. And I'll just I'm gonna put this into a Google Doc so I don't have to spend an hour looking for it. When you're listening to podcasts like this and they do questions like that, are you talking back to? Like out loud. If you're listening to this in your I'm car, thinking, are, I'm, I'm thinking of games. Okay. I would encourage people to do that. Talk out loud if you're listening in your car. Argue with. Say, that's stupid that you that's think that game is the dumbest not answer. Good. That's really dumb. I think <laughs> this whole thing is dumb. <laughs> Can we talk about Tennessee Game Days? That's Let's what go, I'm baby. excited about doing. All right. With Tennessee Game Days this year, I wasn't sure if I was even going to be able to go for much of anything, which is why I did go back on, on Sunday. But yep. I went without having any like list of games like I really want to get these games played I just wanted to go play games and and whatever was available I was going to go play so that's what I did yeah I the same I was not able to stay near as long as I normally do I usually stay all day Friday and pretty much all day Saturday um, until eight or nine o'clock you know both days this year I had to leave I think I left at three or four on Friday my wife had a thing all weekend so I was kind of watching the kids a little and uh i don't pay too much attention to them but um and then saturday oh was goodness. the same i had to leave at three and in the middle of it there's like this virtual flea market that they do to sell games i sold like 35 or six games this year and so like i was kind of people were chatting me about that and different things so i was another reason i was distracted but it also took a chunk out of saturday so i only played five games how many games did you get in? A total of one, two, three, four, five games. But I'm going to talk about another one. So in the same. Okay. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, you want to dive in and say the first game we actually played. We played two games together. Yeah. So we get there we on. Ways. Okay. I will. I said there wasn't a list. There was a list of one game. Oh, I need to say um, I forgot about that. Sorry. So we knew that we wanted to play a game when we first got there because I wasn't going to be there long and it was going to be a longer game. But before we got that game played, I was like, we we can play a quick game before we get that one set up. And that was The King is Dead 2nd Edition. This one came out in 2020. All right, let me say this first. Okay. I had three games on my list to play. Ark Nova, oh, that's right. yeah. Boone Lake, and Tabanusi. And I don't know, y'all... I got talked out of Boone Lake by Jonathan and Wendy, who didn't hate it. Thought it like they were like it just felt like a seven and a half. Like basically, they felt like they would just rather play his other games, though it was a good game. And so I was like, not only did I not play it, I canceled an order that I had for it because I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a, in in the one of the other reasons that they didn't like it was because it was they said it was just really long. And that's a big turnoff for me. Like, they just kind of got tired of the game. And oh. usually I just do not like that. So then at the end of the con, Steph Hodge comes over and goes, have you guys played Boone Lake? Because it's my game of the year. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Should I have not canceled my canceled it? So you will not hear me talking about Boone Lake, nor will it probably be on my list of games for 2021 unless somehow I get a – Jonathan said I can borrow it. Maybe I'll get in the game before we do our thing. But – 
Yeah. Those are two people I agree a lot on games with, Jonathan and Wendy. So the length of it is what has kind of scared me as well, but not the king is dead, which is what we're actually talking about. Mr. Tangent, Tangent over. Well, there, you said. I mean, of, you got to go off about yours. I did. I said I had a list. I did not have a list, but I actually did have one on my list. The King of Dead was not one that was on my the list. The King but with I, Dead. The King is dead. Is that what you said? Uh huh. Oh, my bad. But I brought it anyway, just to, if we had some time that we needed to kill in the morning, and so we played that. The King of Dead is a game by designer <laughs> Pierre. The, the King of Dead. You, I think you changed. <laughs> you changed. Like you reprogrammed my brain. Now I can't say the name. King of the Dead. The King of the Dead. The King is dead. It's a zombie game. <laughs> oh, they could redo play, it. You could say this. You could make it anything. Game. It doesn't it matter. It has cubes. You could say anything. They'd have to be different so we're types playing of football. zombies. <laughs> okay, the King is dead. Is by Pierre Sylvester. The art is by uh, Benoit Billion, maybe? Good. Maybe. Okay. Go for it. And I love the art in this game, by the way. That's why I made sure to, to say this. It's an Osprey game game. And it is an area control game, but it's a little bit different. It's a lot mm-hmm. bit different, actually. So you are going to be playing these cards. You have eight cards in your hand, and there's eight rounds in the game. On your turn, you can either play a card or pass. You can play as many cards as you want, or you don't have to play any cards. You can just pass because... Every one of those cards represents a territory. And when you play a card, you're going to be manipulating the board out there. And then after you take that action on the card, you're going to take a cube. And the reason why you have those cubes in your hand is because at the end of the game, well, there can be two different uh, end game conditions. But if the game goes all the way to the end, then whoever has the most cubes of the type of uh, that is most dominant on the board. So if like the Scottish disc are on the board more than any other disc they're number one in in the game and if you have the most red cubes you're gonna win which would have been great for john if that would have been the case i was like <laughs> you know whenever we start okay let's you keep telling <laughs> we'll, we'll come that yeah and then at the uh if there's a french invasion so if there's ever ties the french come and invade that area and if they have three french invasions then the game ends immediately whoever has a set uh, the most sets of all three of the different types uh scottish welsh and english they're going to be the winner. It's Again, it's a pretty interesting game because you can be at the end of the game and not have any cards to play, so you're not doing anything but passing. Or you could save all your cards to the end, but you risk the chance of not being able to play them. Yeah. All that stuff. And all that stuff happened. Tell no, people that's how right. you did, John. Well, I just decided for this game, I'm just going to go all out. Like I kind of went aggressive at the beginning. I said, I put my stake in the ground and said, I'm going red. Stop me. Stop red from winning. And I didn't do terrible. No, you. I, I think you. I might like, be wrong, but I think you came in in second. Like, well, I just like. Well, okay. The red came in second, if I remember right. So it was like the blue disc won, and Jonathan had the most blue disc. Just, just Jonathan wins all the games. So don't we won't have to talk about the winner. Yeah, but if if the red would have you know had more disc, and I think. It either had one less or it was tied with blue and lost the tiebreak. I really can't remember how that played out. Yeah, I really can't. But anyway, regardless, you were really close for, to making that happen. Yeah, I, I, if I could go back, I think I probably went a little too aggressive at the very beginning and maybe should have. Like Jonathan, played, You had three rounds of no cards, right, at the end of the game? Yeah, I just okay. left the table. <laughs> I, let, I, mean, it was, I was just like, it's over. Like Maybe two rounds um, okay. or two and a half or something in the middle of it I didn't have. Um or I ran out of cards in that third round, third to last round. But Jonathan played exactly the opposite. He didn't do anything yeah. for like the first three rounds. He just kept saying, pass, 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 pass. Let me see how it plays out. And he won. 
Yeah, and it, it I do think it can play out differently a lot. I think know? it could have. We needed to – what needed to happen is David, who was the other player, needed to – he needed to force those French invasions because he had so many sets. Yeah. You know, like he would have for sure won, or, or I could have. I probably should have tried to force some ties too, um, but it didn't happen. I don't think we had any ties. So once we got towards no. the end of the game, it's like, okay – Jonathan just needs to load up on blue, and that's what he did and won well, the game. One of the things that he does well in games, and I just I watch him play, is when he knows his area control and stuff, he tries to go the least amount of conflict. Yeah. And, like, I'll talk about when we played Council of Four. Like, me and Wendy went at it early in the game, and he just like, I'm just going to stand over here on my own self. We need to just form a coup that says, hey, someone freaking needs to go and, like, combat against him not like to try to make you know what i mean but like yeah. let's not let him just stand in the corner and chill back and no one was really going blue that much and that's why he decided okay well i'm gonna go blue i'm gonna let dean and well okay the funny thing is and david there, and i were we were both going pretty heavy blue I thought but we were, were also going, going we were going heavy blue and yellow yeah and so like we split ourselves a little bit and i think that's what he did then to strategically stand back and go well i'm not going to beat john in red so that's not going to happen yeah and uh, so let me go after one of these, which, you know, I mean, I don't know. I wonder if there is, is there a good strategy of just holding back and seeing how it plays out first? I, I don't know. I, I remember think there is something to that, but it really depends on how the game yeah, plays Yeah, that's out. what I was thinking, because I was thinking in the middle of the game, I was like, I don't know if that is the best move, just because, I mean, you could end up not really getting, because when the cubes are gone, they're gone Yeah. in the game, which is an interesting piece. Like, there's just, there's a limited number, so you could get to where there's just not enough to help for you to win if you hold back too long yeah and there's also the chance the game can end in three rounds you know and so like if you're sitting back and and waiting and there's a french invasion the first three rounds that's not likely yeah but it could happen or you could get just, so far behind it's kind yeah, of you're just not going to win or sometimes you won't be able to play your cards because there's not like that yeah. space to be able to play them beneficially so, so anyway, did you like it i did i i did like this one i it's not like my favorite area control game, but I really like it for its speed. You know, it's pretty quick, yeah. 30 to 45 minute game. There's some thinkiness in there. We only played with the base set of cards, but you can also add in cards that nobody else will have. I like that. I think that's cool. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's rated 7.8 and ranked 461 overall. Yeah. I didn't like it that much, but it was solid. And if Dean wanted to play it again, I would be like, sure, let's play it again. Like, it has art that reminded me of like tournament at Avalon or uh, yeah. It's, it's, so I really mm -hmm. like the art. I think it's really cool. Um, I actually probably liked it better than that game. Then tournament at Avalon. I think maybe no, you, didn't. you did. Maybe not. Here's a problem with tournament. Today, I think you would disagree. With well, that. here's a problem with tournament Avalon. You and it's not is you have to have the right group of people. Yeah. Because I've played since That's then true. with people who aren't that excited about it, and it wasn't like those funny laugh and yeah. In those moments, we're just kind of like. It was kind of like boring play, and I was like, oh. "So you need to play with the right people with that." Yeah, I agree. So All anyway, right. that was the first game we played. The next game, which is the one game that I had scheduled, that was. Arkanova. Should we save this to last? No, we're going order. Okay. You you like the conflict? You like all the? Mm -hmm. Okay. No, it's good. No, we can, hold off. We well, can, uh, no, you want to talk about it now? Let's no, let's. Order. I think let's go. Okay. You, okay. We'll come back to Ark Nova. I just feel like that this is the one people were probably most anticipating us talking about. John doesn't want you to listen and then just stop listening after this. No, I don't. This is the way. It's like a, this is what happens when I eat food. I save the best bites for last. Okay. I do too. I do because I don't want to have the the most controversial or the best game. I'm just going to say all these so you don't we don't spoil it. Game and then like it's kind of downhill from there because you talked about the good one. 
So yeah. let's let's save it to the Okay, end. we'll hold off. All right, let me talk about another good one, though. I'm going to go ahead and say this is a fun one right off the bat. This one came out in 2021. This is Land versus Sea. It is a two- to four-player game, but really, I think this is a two-player game. I okay. think that's kind of how it was designed. There right. is a – Jonathan kind of explained the three-player game, and it seemed really weird to me. But anyway, this is a this is a tile land game where you're laying down hexes. I take on the land team, you take on the sea team, and we're battling against each other. So whenever you close an area, just like in Carcassonne, if you close a sea area, each one of those sea tiles gets a point, and no matter who closes it, you're going to get the points because you're a sea. Okay? If I close, obviously, the land, then I'm going to get those points. There's several different expansion things on here that Jonathan just threw everything in there at one time. Which was totally fine. That base game itself, I think, is just that. It might have some other like little bit of little bitty rules, but that in and of itself, I could play with probably both of my kids. Yeah. Okay. But when you add the other stuff in, which is like these caravan things, which is in-game scoring. If you have the majority of your caravans in one big caravan, um, or you know the majority of your markers or whatever. If I close a C area and it has like these little crossbones in it, I mm-hmm. get I get points for each one of those crossbones that are in there. So even though I close it, you're going to get those points. So there's kind of an incentive there to to close it even if you, you know, you're the other player. But what it ends up being like, John, it's like Carcassonne. It's like you're starting all these cities in Carcassonne, but you're trying to like, you know how sometimes you're, towards the end of the game, you might throw some tiles on somebody else's to make them lose potentially. Yeah. Like with the Inzi Cathedrals, you've got the the tile that has the cathedral on there. And if you don't close it, you get no points for the cathedrals. Okay. It's kind of like that on a larger scale in the sense okay. of like, I'm going to keep opening up and opening up your C areas so that you have no way of closing them. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Okay. That's what I was thinking. And that's what it becomes a lot, which <laughs> sorry might, when I explain it that way, it probably doesn't sound very appealing, but it's fun. This is a really fun game. We had a blast. Doing Did it, it feel like mean because of that? not as mean as what Carcassonne is for some reason, mainly because if I'm opening up this area, the board expands so much. There's so many possibilities of ways of ways that you can try to close things out. You might be going for the 20 pointer, but then you have to settle for like a five pointer or something like that, or a three pointer. So in that sense, it didn't feel super mean, but I can get why people wouldn't like it because of that. I enjoy it. That's good. They, um, this is Jean uh, Paul Jacques is the designer and artist. When I was playing the second day with Jonathan and Wendy, I asked Jonathan um, a game that he was enjoying. I won't you know share that yet, but I asked him, "What is your surprise so far of the conference?" And he said this. Oh yeah, I, 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 I get that. He said that like, he was like, "This is at the moment right now. It's uh, it's pretty solid. I can buy this and pick it up at Barnes and Noble Murfreesboro for twenty four ninety nine right now." Yeah. I think it's worth Did it. Did you buy it? Uh, no, I have not. I, I, I might, but I've got some other games I want to play with my kids before I get to this. That's the problem is I've bought so many games lately. It's like, uh, this looks kind of fun. I wouldn't mind playing it. Sounds like something I would enjoy. Um, the problem is my wife would be like, let's just play Carcassonne. You know, like she doesn't care to expand out. She just wants to play yeah. the game she knows. All right. Well, after <clears throat> Dean and Jonathan played Land versus Sea, I played Rialto. And, you know, I don't want to being talk about this too much um it's rated 6.9 on bgg by the way land versus c i think it was seven and a half on bgg which is pretty solid yeah um this was a game that i just said i think is underrated 
uh, for a lot of people, but I don't want to share my experience. I want to share everyone else's experience. And we played with uh, Wendy and Jonathan, who, again, I have very similar game taste to, and Wendy's husband, Mike. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm glad Mike played because I think he was the only one that I beat in this game. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Her, me, Wendy, and him, were, we were all fairly close, I think, in this. But if you've never heard of Rialto like, or know what it is, just really quickly, it's kind of like an area majority thing. But the main mechanic is there's car, six cards laid out in rows, and you're going to pick one of those rows, and they're going to do different things, like get you coins to activate buildings or get you building powers to buy buildings or be able to get you dudes to put out on the map or put those dudes out on the map. Um, but if you play the most out of all the players um, of each individual one of those you'll take will go in order of the doge and then the coins and so forth and so on. You the get doge a little coins. You get a little bonus. Yeah, they, there's doge in this game. Um, you get a little bonus for that. And um, anyway, so with that being said, I asked uh, Jonathan and Wendy what they thought about it. Uh, Wendy, someone had a copy of it, new and shrink for twenty five dollars, which is a deal because this is out of print. Bought it immediately. Oh, that's interesting. She, she okay. was like, "All right, I got to find out." Because I and then uh, Jonathan said he really. He's like, "I really enjoyed this. Like for what it is, he enjoyed the like which row or column of cards to pick. Like, yeah. oh man, because there's three of those in there, but there's two of that. And, oh, um, and then uh, just the area, the way the area majority works is interesting because you only go to one of the six spots each one time. And the only way to add additional ones to there is to put like a gondola, which only adds one to that area. So like it's, it can be tricky. If someone's really winning an area, it's going to be really hard for you to come back and take that. But second place scores points and third place scores points as well. So I think my, what I did wrong was I went really heavy in two areas and thought I'm going to dominate these two areas and didn't win. But also the cool thing about it is the area that you're doing is worth no points except for you put bridges on like connecting the areas together and the bridge is going to have like six and five on one each side, which means when you place it there, that one Island or whatever is worth six points at the end of the game. The other one's worth five and different ones have different amount of connectors. They could be worth 15 points at the end of the game. They could be worth five points because everyone put ones on it mm -hmm. at the end of the game. So like, that's an interesting piece too of like whether I stake a claim and go, let's go here and, and try your best to add a bunch of points to it or whether you wait and see what kind of plays out a little bit. And then, and that's what Jonathan did. He waited a little bit more to see what kind of played out. <laughs> There's and a theme. He did, and it was good for him because he won two heavy ones and really actually whipped us in the game. He did, uh, so that was cool. He enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that's a it's it's a two and a half weight here on BGG, which I agree. Like it's a lighter feld that has a lot of player interaction. Yeah, and that's I love player interaction. So Rialto's fun. One. I I enjoy this one. It's not yeah. top ten like it is for you, but I still think it's a fun game. I get top it. ten feld. There we go. All right, let me before I get to my my Sunday plays, I want to say real fast. You mentioned the the um, uh, virtual flea market, right? Yeah. Buying the games around the side of the around the room, they had a game listed that I was looking at online for a long time, and it was Andor the Family Fantasy game. I really like Legends of Andor, and my youngest, my six year old, is really into games. Like he'll play he'll play games with me a mm -hmm. lot. In fact. When I left the conference and while the bigger kids were playing like video games and hanging out and stuff, he and I and his friend played games like pretty much the whole night. That's good. But the next day, he and I together, just the two of us played and or the family fantasy game, which is, again, Inca brand, Marcus brand. This is in that same vein as like the 
Mm, kind of. Okay, like, it's not really a my first game. This is actually a next step to kids' games, I okay. think, which is interesting. And that's uh, there's not a whole lot of games like that because it's it's got a decent amount of stuff going on. Yeah. You're going around. You've got these missions, and you have to complete these missions before. Is it cooperative? It is cooperative, it is, right? yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, so you have these missions that you're trying to complete together, and at the end of every game, you go to the mines, and you are trying to find these three wolf pups. That's the object of the game every time, before the dragon gets to Riotburg, okay. the, the castle. And you're basically placing, uh, getting rid of these sun cubes or sun disc off your board, and that's how many actions you can take. So if I move to a space... I move a sun disk. If I move to another space, move a sun disk. When you take the action on the space, you don't have to spend an action. So basically just the disk are for movement. Okay. This was really fun. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I was a little nervous that it was going to be too much for him because it's mostly what he's played is Dragomino. This is, it's not super rule heavy, but it does have several more rules in a lot of those lighter and, games. And he liked it. He really did. Yeah. Yeah. He was wanting to play it again. So I'm, I'm really glad I picked this That's up. That's always I, good. I really recommend it for people that are in that position of like, okay, we've played all these, my first Carcassonne we've played, you know, we're still going to play those Dragomino, all those. Sure. But if you want just that next step, that's not too far. I think this is a great, uh, a great thing, especially if you like dungeon crawlers, if you like cooperative games, any of that. We really enjoyed it. There you go. All right. Well, speaking of that, I'll take a quick break to ask you the question. Did you purchase any games during the con? I did. I, I just mentioned that one. Uh, yeah. What else? Sorry. I, I know you purchased one game. Pandemic Fall of Rome, which is one I've been looking ah, at for a while. For five bucks. Five bucks for that. You were so excited. I would have been too. Yes. Yeah, I did. And then I bought one more. I know what it is. What is it? Hoop Gods. I, Hoop Gods. That's right. Yes. I've been. No, no, no. No, no, no. Rap Gods. Rap Gods. I'm yeah, sorry. This yeah, was yeah, the, Rap Gods. This was the Rap Gods uh, Kickstarter version. For 15 bucks. For 15 I bucks. I saw it. I was going around, and I, like, I called Dean like giggling like inside because I'm like, he's going to be so excited about this. He's going to be so excited. Yeah, he's yeah. He's like, really? $15? What? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was. Get it. Take it right now. <laughs> super stoked about that. Um, it's, it, I'd, I'd like to play that Obviously, I haven't played you. it yet, but I would imagine I would probably, I'd probably play it with you yeah. or my wife. It's a pretty light game, it looks like, but I think it'll be pretty fun. But that was from Evan Derrick, who's the designer of um final girl is is the one that was selling that so yeah i mean it's uh what is it the weight is a two on here yeah 7.3 it doesn't have a ton of raking ratings it's not like some wildly popular game but i just i just like the theme and that's why uh -huh. I'm, I'm just immediately I like interested in, in yeah i do too and i just immediately interested in the game about rap so there you mm -hmm. go. Um, so I sold 30 something games and I, and I did good Dean, my wife, my shelves were overflowing and my wife was like, I told him like, get rid of these games. You got to, you got to get rid of some of these. And, and I get it because it looked ridiculous and our garage is overflowing too. So we really don't have good space to keep the games. I purchased six games. So not bad. I think I had like a 30 game differential i bought oh yeah that's really good i bought castles of mad king ludwig because jonathan loves that game so much and yeah. i've thought about it and it was like 20 bucks i'm like whatever i'll take a flyer on and that. you'll get rid of either that or, or suburbia probably whichever one you like better i would imagine you don't need the other one okay yeah that's fair and i, I would i would i'm gonna yeah I, I would venture to say I'll, I'll end up liking suburbia better but i'll keep you all posted um maybe one that end up selling but i'm you know for 20 bucks i'm like let me give it a few plays and just say that i've played it and yeah there we go. Um, so there was that one. I also bought, Dean is going to be excited, 
Godfather, Corleone's Empire. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've had a chance to buy. Did, wasn't it like ten bucks at like one of those? It was TJ Maxx. Oh, twenty. It. Okay, yeah. uh-huh. and but but it was new and shrink, and I got it for twenty five dollars, and I, I'm finally like, okay, he and Jonathan really want to talk about this game, and all right, I'm gonna pick it up, and so you know, I did. Speaking of that, I do want to give a quick shout out as I'm pulling it up here. Um, if I can pull all my text back to Saturday. Let's see. Oh, shoot. This is good radio. right here. Uh, you know, it's tantalizing. It's juicy, really. <laughs> it's juicy radio. Well, there it is. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to shout out to Brant Shepard right now. I th- oh, yeah. He said, so um, he asked me if I would play the game with him, which I really wanted to. And so Brant is a, I think he said he's a, a he just started watching and listening, so man it was really really great to meet you i really felt horrible that we didn't get to play this game with you because I, I got a chance to talk to him and i went to the table because i knew i didn't have a lot of time and i went to our table and i said because i've never played corleone's empire and i'm like after i was like yeah let's play i started thinking man i've never played this i if we're going to play it in my short window tight span someone's got to teach us there's no way yeah. i can get it all set up and learn the game and get it so i go back to the table and i'm like hey jonathan i've got a guy that just started watching and listening to meeple town hey man uh he wants to play with meeple town would you teach us corleone's empire and he said absolutely not oh and i was like mm. oh man like i was like where's your support for meeple town <laughs> and this is and he's like i am not going to play a game i played a hundred times at a con Oh, uh, okay. I love how laser focused. This is why Jonathan wins games. Yeah. He knows what he wants and he doesn't he's not trying to be Mr. Nice Guy. He's not mean. He's just like, This is what I want and this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And I was like, Well that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I would have a hundred percent played it. I know. I would I, I honestly Yeah. I had considered asking you anyway, because I, I you had said something to me, yeah. but I just I just I couldn't like I I had no, to I know leave and that's I that was me too and so Brant if you're listening man I'm really really sorry I'd already previously committed to playing a game well, or two just come to Murfreesboro we'll find some time yeah to he play. lives in Knoxville yep. I said that there I said when go. you come and I'm legit when you come like let us know we'll try to figure it out because I would love to play that game with you hopefully hopefully I really like it no. I also picked up uh, when I got there I was looking around the only game that I got around the tables was Marco Polo and it was one that Dean and I played once and we were both. Like, well, here's the thing. I'm a I'm a Daniele Tassini and Simone Luciani fan, and I'm going to talk about a Daniele Tassini game here in a second. And I was just disappointed. Like, I remember thinking, like, it was fine. There was nothing. I, w- I didn't think it was, like, sucky game or anything. I was just like, oh, I was expecting there to be more. I asked several people. Like, I'm like, oh, i got to play that game again. Hey, what do you think about this? Oh, I love it. What do you think about this? Oh, it's a great game. What do you think <laughs> about this? I asked, like, three people, and I'm like, okay, here's my money. I'm going to try it again. <laughs> You think I'm going to be just as disappointed again? Maybe not. That was an end of the night game. It was an end of the night game. Yeah, so it could very well. I might really like it more yeah. than what I did too. I thought about that. Like I we, was just surprised. We played at like eleven o'clock. Probably started it or something, and it was just like we were just tired and stuff. So yeah. I bought that. I would go really quickly here. I also bought Ugly Dude Kalis, the old Kalis. Yeah. Probably that's the most excited game that I bought. Totally legit. You also didn't love Kalis. No, I didn't. (laughs) But like I heard this one was better and, you know, just the ugly Euro box has got me jacked. Uh, Plus it's a classic that I've never played. You know, a lot of people call that one a classic. I also picked up Last Will um, because I want to play every Vladimir Suki game. I'm really glad you picked that up because I wanted to... And I didn't. Honestly, there we go. I, I really want to pick that up. So I, I want to play that with you for sure. Yeah. I've been wanting to play that for years. 
I'm uh, I'm excited about that. And then I got a uh, lastly a new and shrink copy of Luna. So I know you didn't love oh, Luna, yeah. on, but you played it online multiple times. Yeah, and you didn't love it. I don't think I'm gonna like it in person either. Yeah. But I'll I'll play it with you for sure. I just wanted to get that. So uh, I'll go uh, relatively quickly here. I played Tabanusi next the next morning, and again that was one of the big three I guess that I would call that I wanted to play. It's a Daniele Tassini game that I'm a pretty big fan of Daniele Tassini. And this is one of those T games that's pretty heavy. It's weighted here close to four. I think it might actually be. Maybe a little lighter than, I don't know, maybe it's in the same vein. I'm just rambling at this point in time. But in Tabanusi, you're basically building. It's called the Builders of Ur, and it's got three sections to the board. And the interesting thing is, is you're putting out these planning pieces, tiles, to get bonuses. But guess what, Dean? Someone else can build on yours if they want to. So you could plan and put like a couple planning pieces. And if you do, Dean comes along and goes, I'm going to build there. But guess what? If Dean builds there, then I get to go up these tracks for every tile that's mine so it's like one of those like heavy player interactions but it's like a positive player interaction type game you're like oh cool okay well i kind of wanted that spot but oh well i mean i can go up two on this track that's not bad uh, but the main kind of mechanic of action selection is all you're going to do is you're going to take a die from one of these uh, five different areas and whatever value the die is is where your architect's going to go for next round and that die is a resource of that color so it's kind of interesting where you're like, ah, I got this resource, but where do I want to go next round? And you have to kind of, you want to plan several steps ahead, but you can't because the other players could take those dice and it can end in you being a little bit screwed. Like Jonathan was really frustrated in this game because there was three or four times where he was behind me and the only options, there was no options left. Like there were two die left and they're both threes or something. So I take the three and he stuck with that and take mm-hmm. that and he stuck with it. And so he like felt like his decision space was I guess just not there, and so there's nothing you can do about it. Like yeah. you're just stuck. Um, there is one worker placement spot that you can move your architect anywhere, but it just in, in that loop, it just happened over and over. Um, I was really disappointed in this game. I don't know what it is. I think part of it is I'm I'm backing off on some of these really heavier, longer games. Though this game didn't take that long, because it's the mechanic is whenever all the dice in one of the sections is gone you take a gold off of a five round countdown. So it's kind of one of those games where you're like, oh, it's kind of slugging along. Then you're like, that one's gone. That one's gone. That one's gone. And in like in like a few moves, the game can just be over. Yeah. Pretty much. And I don't think Jonathan loved that as well. I'm good with that. But what Jonathan and Wendy didn't like it either that much. And their I think their big thing was it's a game that felt like you're doing a lot to score not a lot of points. Yeah. Like you're building this building and you score three points or something like that uh, at the end of the round or six points or something. But at the end of the game, the winner, I think, ended up in like the 70 point range. So it wasn't like oh, nothing. Okay. But as as you're as you're progressing oh, you're like almost well you're almost done with the game and you're like everyone's at like can be at like that 20 or 30 or something mark and i like that i like games where it's a low scoring it feels hard to get points and stuff a lot of people don't like my wife does not like that like and they felt like man i did all that for just that many points and kept feeling like that over the course of the game um and so i, I it, it was just forgettable for me in in, in the t-series i would rather play zolkin i would rather play uh teotihuacan um I'd probably rather play Tekinu. Like, this is just... It's not a bad game. Some cool elements of player interaction, no doubt. It's 7.6 on BGG right now. Not a bad score. But it was just... It was just kind of forgettable in the series for me. I I never care to play it again. Okay. I've, I've kind of heard that from other people, yeah, too. And I just, I, I'm, sell, I mean, it's I'm still, selling it. Like, it's still I'm rated done. pretty high, like you said. But it's... I mean, that's that's a pretty high rating. But Yeah, it is a really high rating for what it is. Everyone at our table was disappointed and just kind of like, eh. Hmm. Like, I'm done. 
and I, I, I need to do a video on this because I got a review copy of this one, but I'm not excited about doing it. Jonathan was going to do the video with me and backed out after he played it because he's like, I don't really have anything much good to say about this game. He yeah. did not like it. And I was, I think I liked it maybe a little more than him, but I still was not a fan. So did you play anything else on that Saturday then? Yeah, do you mean to go ahead yeah, and say Yeah, you just run it? through it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get through mine pretty okay, quickly. Okay, the, the, other, the last game that I played was Council of Four, and it was like I had oh, yeah. like just a little bit more time. I didn't have time to play Corleone's Empire with Brant, which I wanted to. And so I was just like, what the heck? I can play this in an hour. Jonathan and Wendy had never played it. It's That's it. Speaking of, Daniele Tassini and Simone Luciani. So there you go. Um, and it, it, in Council of Four, basically you're trying to please the council by – Having cards, there's four different colors of council members, so it could be like green, gray, maybe another green, and brown. And in order to get a permit to build your, uh, or to, in that area or to put your worker merchant to, I guess, trade in that area, you have to give up that, that those cards. Or it's like three and four bucks, or two of the same and seven bucks, so forth and so on. Um, but the cool thing about the game is as you place your merchant into that city, it sets off everything in the chain that touches it. So, like, at first, you're like, oh, I get this one bonus of three victory points. Fine. Then I, then I place one in, in, in one sitting next to it. Oh, I get a coin and a little dude, which you use to put it into cities other people are at. And then I also set off three victory points again. I do it again, and I set off that and that and that. But the tug and pull is you score victory points also by having the first to being placed in different color cities, which are spread out over the board. So if you're the first to get in all the yellow cities, you're going to score 20 points, which is a ton of points. But yeah. also what's so intriguing about this game is, Dean, when you complete one of those things, which is like all in one color or all in one area, you also get not you get points, but also you get a uh, points from the queen and it starts at like 25. The next one's like 18. The next one's like 12 or something like that so doing it fast it's this interesting balance of do i want to get chains that go off like crazy or do i want to get these points fast and it's it's both like you want to figure out that balance of it and it's a i've only i'd only played it at two and i told my wife like i think i'm loving this at higher player count i love it council four gave me the feels that i got when i played like rogers of the ganges like that kind of weight dean you would love this game yeah, I, I've. You would love it. Like the it's only one of those that's on my list. The of only frustrating part is the card draw sometimes, but you can influence a council and do other things to to mitigate it. But I think all three of us had points in the game where we were really frustrated because we were drawing like all brown and like that sucks. Um, and so that can be a little frustration, but I think over the course of the game, you can you can make that that it's it balances out pretty well. But the chaining action and those pools of what to pick, fantastic. Jonathan really enjoyed it. I I asked him about surprise of the con uh and when we were playing this and I think at that point in time he said I think land versus sea still is, but he really really liked this one. And Wendy liked it too. Um I think she was like I'm going to let Mike play it and then maybe we'll pick it up. Yeah. You can get that game pretty cheap usually. I, I it need goes to play, on sale. I need to play your copy of it at some point. I I really want to check that one I, out. I think you would absolutely. You love chaining and stuff. Yeah. And be like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah. I've watched it back in the day when it first came out. I watched a lot of videos on this and I, I really wanted to play it. So. so that was it for the con for me. All right. Now I've got two I'm going to talk about. One's going to be pretty quick because we've did a full on review. That's Dune Imperium. Again, I went with no, uh, no idea of what to play. I ran into, I got there first thing in the morning. And I ran into Jesse Fletcher, who's one of the authors with Meeple Mountain, uh, who I really enjoy playing games with. He's a lot of fun and funny and, and 
yeah, enjoyable. So I said, what games do you want to play? And he had a list of games. I forget. There was one that we almost played, but we changed our mind and went to Dune Imperium because he had never played it before. And this is a four-player game. We started off with three. Somebody else asked if they can join in because they knew the game and it was totally fine. It did take a long time. It took three-ish hours to play this game. Wow. Which is, yeah, it, it was. it's a lot. You know, and, and, you know, con games for me can sometimes take longer because there's distractions and all that. And anyway, in this game, you are deck building and you are um, worker placing based on the cards you have in your deck. And the you are combating Right, you're you're having these combats where whoever wins this is going to win these conflict cards, and mm-hmm. sometimes they're going to have victory points. But ultimately, it's a race to ten, and no victory point cards came out for a while. Like it, that's what made the game last so long. Like we played the full ten su- rounds. Did that sour it for you? No, 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 no. You liked it. No, I, I still. We all really, really liked the game. I was the only one at the table I think that liked Arnak better, and I still like Arnak better. This is my first time playing a four player game, so I'm glad I did get to play this. Yeah. I still really, really like this game, and it makes me want to check out the expansion. I will say that that length did... Sour it a little? Maybe sour is too strong of a word. It makes me want to play it even less than Arnak, but I still really, really like it. The combat is so cool. I love the combat part of it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of player interaction in this game that you don't get from from Arnak, so there's a big difference there, which I typically like more, but there's some things I like better about Arnak. But anyway, still really enjoyed it. Played that, and at that point, there wasn't. There's not very many people there on Sunday. There's less people there in general, anyway, in, than in past years. It seemed like anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I set up since there wasn't anything going on. I had London Second Edition with me, and I was like, I'll just set it up and see what happens. If somebody else has another game they want to play, someone said, Hey, I don't want to play that. Um, I want to play something lighter. Would you be interested in playing Raw? And I was like, Absolutely. But I'm just going to give this a few more minutes. Well, in that few minutes, AJ from Van Ryder Games was kind of walking around checking out games, and he sat down. He had played it before, and so we played this. It took us about an hour to play, and this is a card game. It's a Martin Wallace game, so you know I, I like it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and it's kind of classic. You love Martin Wallace. It's kind of classic Martin Wallace, too, where like I'm playing a card, and it's like fully card-focused. And this one... The, the big thing is like you are building up this engine kind of like Furnace. It has some, some similarities to Furnace. Okay. I'll play some cards into my tableau and I play, let's say I want to play a brown card. I play a brown card, but I have to pay a brown card into the discard. And all the discards go and it's open so that when you're drawing cards, you can draw from there. And once I have all these out there, then on another turn, I'll want to run this engine. And when I run this engine, I get all the benefits from those from the cards that I placed out there. But the problem is if you put like 20 cards out there, each one of those cards is going to give you a poverty card, a poverty cube. Okay. And then also the cards that you have. No one wants poverty cubes. No poverty cubes are really bad. So if you, uh, have, you count up all those cards that are in your tableau and the cards in your hand, you get a poverty cube for each of those. Okay. And there's lots of ways to mitigate that to get rid of poverty cubes throughout the game. But what what that does is it makes it so that you're not just building up this huge wide engine. You want to keep it at I, I think our at the largest point. It was probably like seven or eight cards in the tableau. Um, and then at the end of the game, what you do is you take the difference. So if you and I have if I have 20 poverty cubes, you have 25. Mm-hmm. You get rid of 20 of those. And then you have so five left over, and yeah. you lose points. It's a sliding scale of how many points you're going to lose. Did you as like a that? Of that? 
Yes. Yeah, I liked it. it. Funny enough, we both had exactly, I think it was 14 or 15 cubes <laughs> exactly. at the end of the game, which oh. was really good for me because I thought I had more poverty. But when he ran his engine at the end of the game, he had more cards and so ended up taking a ton of poverty towards the end. And I was so far up ahead in points at that point that I, I ended up winning. What's the point? Yep. I really like this game. There it's not go. my favorite of Martin Wallace's, but it's it's really good. The I had a concern about playing it at two because you have so many cards in the stack. Yeah. And the game triggers the game and triggers when all those are gone. But it took us an hour. There I it, it it was it was fun. I really like this one. All right. Well, let's talk about the biggie, uh, the big, biggie, biggie, uh, the biggie. elephant in the room. Ah, uh, that. exactly. Let's talk yes. about the elephant in the room, Ark Nova. Now, Ark Nova. Let me just build up the hype. This is already ranked 78th overall on Board Game Geek. It has a <laughs> rating of 8.7 in BGG. Did you hear what I said? 8.7. That's ridiculous. Yes. That's a ridiculous rating. And already. it's not even out here yet. No. Right? I mean, uh, well, some people have their copies. No, they but, do. Some people have their copies. But It's not know. widely distributed, widely yeah. out there. So, like... That, to me, is ex incredible because if I go look and I click on Gloomhaven, it is 8.7 as well. Uh-oh. So this game's just going to keep we're talking. I mean, I'm just saying, like, we're talking about games that at this moment is rated that high. Okay, Dean, do you want to share uh, a little bit about it? Do you want me to explain some of it? I, I don't mind doing it. There are okay. three main mechanics, okay, that are, are taken pretty much directly from other games, Okay. You've got the card play, which comes from Civilization New Dawn, where I'm going to take an action uh, of this card, but as the card is higher up in my tableau, you've got you know them lined up five in a row. If I take a five action, it's going to be more powerful than a one, but once I take that five, it moves down to the one. So that's the gist of the game. It's got the card play that's really similar to Terraforming Mars, so like some of them are going to be immediate benefits, some of them are going to be points that you get at the end of the game some are going to be things that you you know happen triggered during your income phase yeah. or whatever then the other thing is the end of the game is triggered when you have you have these pawns on these two tracks so when those two pawns cross each other that triggers the end of the game exactly like rogers of the Ganges. exactly if like rogers of the Ganges. Yeah. yeah and that's that's the gist of the game but you are you're building up this uh, zoo but each person has their own zoo and mm -hmm. so like on my tableau i am putting out these polyomino pieces that are pretty cool because you have to have a, an enclosure to fit an animal. Once I play an animal, we don't want to say cages. That's right. Once I can, <laughs> Which is what it is. Probably. Once I maybe not my zoo, yours maybe. Um, you're going to flip those tiles over to show this one has been used. And uh, also, as you're putting enclosures out there, you're getting bonuses. You get tons of bonuses and things triggering throughout the game as you place different things and move up different tracks. But that's that's kind of the gist of it. If the current generation were animal they would rather be in a zoo than be out in the wild no doubt right is that right i mean my kids would rate might much rather just sit up in the room and play games than actually go outside and be free this is old man john again he's come back saying, everyone i'm just saying like people people might be hating on zoos I'd be like well that's what they want is it i don't know that's what that's what the kids these days want <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> you kids get, oh, get outside or i'm gonna kick you okay <laughs> i do not kick my kids so kick you out is what I thought you were going to say, which I was going to say, kick you in the rear and get you out. There we go. So, but I obviously I wouldn't do that anyways. All right. Here's what I'm going to say. John hated this game. He hated uh, it. I, no, I did not hate this game. <laughs> All right. So I was, I was excited about this, man. I was, I, I was pretty fired up. Um, 
when I heard it was like terraforming Mars with scoring of uh, Rajis of the Ganges, and uh, I didn't, I've never played Civilization, so I don't know with that card mechanic. I was still, I was, I was, I was excited, man. When anything is rated eight point seven, uh, Capstone, it came out from Capstone, who produces stellar games, really good games. I mean, I was ready to go on this thing. Okay, so as I'm playing it, I am underwhelmed. I think that I am less liking it games where you have a thousand cards and you got to figure out how to make them work like i'm not as hype on terraforming mars even as i used to be um i don't that's just and if you and the reason i'm saying that is because if you really like that mechanic i think there's a good chance you're really going to like this game i'm just less excited about that rifling through uh, all kinds of cards to hope that i can make some things work together and in this in, in, there's a there is a luck of the draw in that as well. I hope that it's, you know, over the course of the game. And again, when I'm talking about games like Council of Four and there's a little bit of luck of the draw, the reason I'm okay with saying, eh, is because it's a short game. I can be done in forty five minutes or an hour. This game was a long game. And when there's there is some of that involved, which again there it took is that long. It took us about three Yeah, it took us three hours three to play. Hours, okay. That's that's what's stopping, I think, a little bit. I think three I three player game at three yeah. hours, yeah. But but there is that middle area where you can, you know, if you go up that track, you have more opportunity to know exactly what you're going to get in. So there's definitely mitigation of that. This is definitely not a major issue for me at all. But I'm just saying in a game that's really this long, you could, you could get your first hand and be like, that works with that, that works with that. Awesome. Or you can be like, oh, crap, this stuff is not working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got to figure this out. And I don't love that. That was my that was my biggest negative yeah, of the game. Yeah, I don't honestly. love that. Because there were several times where I was like, I, I can get a ton of cards right now. You have to discard down Yeah. Uh, to three or five, depending on you know what you've done throughout the game. But when you have to discard down to three and you have a ton of cards, that can be a, a big, you know, a big deal. But here's the problem. Yeah. I, there were several times where I had like maybe eight, nine cards in my hand, and I'm like, these don't even go together. They don't go with anything that I have. I kept, I fe- maybe I, I, I don't didn't play super well, but I kept feeling like that. And maybe it's just because I've played it once. Seriously, like I'm going to give it that benefit of the doubt that maybe as I play it more, I start to see how they work together better. Yeah. Um, but I kept feeling like the cards I was getting just didn't like the symbols on it didn't work well like I, I i play this specialist and if i have this many of this symbol in there and i'm just not getting those symbols you know and so like I, it was it was definitely frustrating to me and i didn't i just i didn't love that i don't mind it as much um in terraforming mars i like to do the drafting uh which if there was like some kind of a draft phase in this i think i would like it better yeah but it just doesn't play out like that because it's you just keep going but if there if there was something it's like at the end of the round you're actually getting rid of cards not getting new cards, and so if there was something where I could like now you do get to draw you know two, keep one or you know like you get to draw more usually but just drawing one extra card or something sometimes is not really that great. Yeah, yeah, and and there's different directions to go. You know your income track is the that money track on on yeah. Raja of the Ganges. You're not spending it from there. You're actually getting the money. Yeah, I, I really like that. Let me go ahead and say I really, really like this game yeah, a lot. And w- I don't want to go too much in depth because we want to have time to do our showdown for sure. Yeah. But what I do want to say is I like the way that the the zoo part works with the polyomino pieces. I like the card play. I like the action selection. When I played Civilization First Dawn, I didn't really love that game, honestly. But I thought, this is a really cool mechanism. I'd like to see this in other games. And here we have it. We have this in another game in, in Arc Nova. Yep. And I, I, I think it's cool. And you can upgrade those cards, too, later on in the game. Flip them over, and they have a po- more powerful action, I think, which is just like Civilization New Dawn. 
I really like this one. I think maybe, John, we don't go too in-depth on this. I don't want to go too in-depth because we might do a Because I think we probably will review. do a review at some point. I've got a pre-order coming in at some point in the next, like, maybe two weeks or something like that. What I do want to ask real quick. Or fast, at least a little bit deeper dive. Your first hunch, and we can both answer this. Your first hunch, do you think this could potentially make your top 10 of 2021, which is why we wanted to play this before we do that list? Absolutely not. And it won't? It will no. not? I mean, not unless. I, so let me. Can I give one more little minor complaint? And again, there is some fun to the game. Like I, I, there, the, the, getting the enclosures on the board and and making the animals work and stuff. Uh, I am. I actually think if you really like terraforming Mars, if you're into these heavier games, I please do not listen to my one play. I'm dead serious here. Don't listen to my one play and go, oh, I'm soured. I'm not the only one that's experienced this because I was trading games and I overheard two guys talking about it, and I went. That's exactly what I, one of my frustrations is. Here's the thing. When you're playing a game that is a race game, it is. You're racing to cross these things. When it is that long, if you are in a bad place, it sucks when you're sitting there and knowing that for 45 minutes, Jonathan's jumped out too far ahead of me. I'm not as good as him. I'm just going to lose this game. Now, I think that it would be it's like Power Grid. I kind of had that issue with it at first. That would be mitigated by me playing this game more often, yes. and I'm not going to get... And, and, and that's fine. Here's the thing. I'm not going to play a three-hour game that much. I'm not going to play a two-hour game that much. I don't have time to invest in learning all the cards and how they work together and all that stuff. If you do, this could be a real treat for you. Yeah. If you don't, just playing at random here and there, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to... I do not get the incredible hype on this game. I think it's a solid game, and I get why people like it, but like jumping up to 78 overall already and stuff, I'm just like, okay, it's fine. It's, that, that it's seems, fine. That seems quite crazy to me, too. Because you, you wouldn't even be in like the nine or nine and a half after one play. No, would you? no, no, no. Yeah. In fact, right now, if this makes my top ten, it's going to be ten or something like that, but yeah. I don't know if it will. We'll see. I want to come back to this. I want to get to our showdown right now because I want to be able to come back to this and potentially do a, a uh, full-on review of this. Okay. So let's get to our showdown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the moment you've been waiting for, where we will pit similar games against each other and each decide which one is the best. This is the showdown in Meebletown. All right, today we are doing a showdown between Fleet the Dice Game and Three Sisters. And why are we showing these down together? Well, because they're really similar games. But they're also both uh, Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle games, and they are roll and write games. So let me briefly, yeah. briefly explain uh, both of these. So Fleet the Dice Game, you are fishing, right? You, it's roll and write. You're rolling these dice. You're drafting die, one die, taking the action of that die. So it might be like moving up on this fish track, especially in the first round, moving up on this fish track or taking coins. That's it. Okay. Mm -hmm. The fish track allows you to get licenses, get your boats out there and like give you better and better options as the game goes on. Then you do your income phase, take money, which isn't usually very much, especially the beginning of the game. You're going to fish every other round, starting in the second round, and then you're going to do another round of dice drafting of, oh, by the way, after I take a die in a two-player game, I'll take a die, John takes a die, whatever die's left over, we both take the action on that die. Yep. Same thing happens at the end of the round, except they're different dice. One is one of those fish dice, and another one's a, uh, um, forget what they're called, not market dice, but something like that. Building, that's not it either. Anyway. Sure it's not market? Uh, maybe. 
All right. <laughs> so it's the same thing. I'll take a die. John will take a die. And then we'll both take the action of whatever's left there. And those are building up buildings, which is kind of building your engine. And the fish is more like setting yourself up to be able to fish a lot. Yeah. You're going to get points from fish. Each fish is worth one point at the end of the game. You're also going to get points for the different building bonuses that you have. And some of them will have points on them. The boats have points on them. Add up your points into the game. There Ooh. you go. Okay. Sisters. Well, let's just say that, first of all, I'm oh. not a big Roland Wright fan. Okay. Right? So, like, this was one of those. Now, with that being said, I have been wanting to play Fleet the Dice Game for quite some time. Mostly because, for two reasons. The designers and the theme. Like, I was like, okay, I I enjoy Riddle Pinchback. I really think a fishing theme sounds fun. Uh, Three Sisters, the theme didn't grab me quite as much. So, Dean had to do a little bit more selling on that one, even though... I never played either one. So, what do I think about it? Yeah. I'll just go ahead but and dive l- in. Let me just go ahead and say, Three Sisters, take that same mechanic, and that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. The difference is, as you're taking a die, there's a an action associated with right. that die, whatever space it, it goes on. And you're building up your garden, and then on the other side, you're building up your shed, which is kind of like the buildings uh, mm-hmm. in your apiary, in your, gar- in your uh, fruit and all that. But all that kind of works the same as Fleet. The biggest difference is... You're getting points from building up corn and beans and pumpkins. Yeah. Or pumpkins give you bonuses, not points, as opposed to to fishing. Yeah, so let me talk about what I liked better about each real quick. Okay. I think that the three sisters um, action selection mechanics more interesting, right? It's more interesting than selecting a die, as Dean was just talking about in Fleet. In this one, you're not only selecting the die of where you're going to be planting, you're also going to get that action associated with it. So I actually much prefer that part on Three Sisters. It led to a lot more interesting decisions. Oftentimes in Fleet, it was, I already know the direction I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to pick this. My other consideration, my consideration was mostly, I don't, what has Dean got? I don't want to give him something that he really wants to get. Is it worth me taking this to kind of block him, you know, from getting that, um, the other thing? Uh, I like the way that the licensing and the boats work a lot more in fleet um, than just so on three sisters whenever you plant you can just plant in whatever area there's six areas and so if you take the three die so your decisions about planting are what area do I want to plant in right like I'll take the three to plant in the three area with fleet I like it because it feels more like you're unlocking things because you're like you have to cross off several things and yes now I got a license then cross off another thing. Yes, I've got a boat, and I just sent the boat out. And you just constantly are doing that with five five different types of fish. Is that right? Five or six types. Five different types of yep. fish. Um, and so I thought that that part was a lot more interesting. And it f- just felt cooler. Like, you know what I mean? Than just like, okay, level three, uh, in this three area, I'm going to mark off a couple spots. Yeah. Like, it was just like, I don't know. You just feel like you're getting something more. Um, I also think that in Fleet, I like the way that the... I don't know. I don't know which one I like about the buildings work better. What do you prefer? Dean? I, here's the thing. I I think I kind of prefer it in Three Sisters. I, 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 as soon buildings. as I started saying that, like I was thinking, I feel like the F- Three Sisters buildings are more interesting. Yeah, I, I think it opens up more variety in the strategy that you can. I take. think so too. And I might be wrong. Somebody might fight me on that and say, "No, no, no." Here's why you're wrong, and I'd be sure. okay with that. But I just think, like, at least to me, Three Sisters, the buildings become more interesting because I'm like, okay, this time I'm going to really focus on, like, compost. If I get a bunch of compost and I have this shovel, which is one of the buildings, if I have this unlocked, then that means I can spend those to get more actions. Or I might be able to get points for the pumpkins that go right. Usually you don't get points for pumpkins. You get goods, which allow you to potentially open up new action uh, that you can take. 
but I can get a point for everyone that's around there if I have this thing unlocked. And I think that's more interesting to me than what the buildings are. I agree. It is. I I don't have to think about it. It is. It's more interesting. And when Dean went heavy compost, he at one point went, man, I'm really in deep poop right now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, he didn't do that. Um, I think that the, so like the Harbor place. So there's another kind of section called the Harbor on a fleet where in three sisters, there's the apiary and the fruit trees. I think I kind of like the Harbor a little bit better in fleet because it can unlock in-game scoring and it can also get you like more fishing boats to do things with. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. I, I, I would be opposite on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the reason is because I feel like it, it's a little harder to get some of the things. Like then, just like okay, I'll cross off raspberries and go ahead and get those two point. Boom! I just yeah. got it right then. Like I feel like I feel like with fleet, I feel like I have to work towards things a little harder, yes. and I enjoy that about the game. Though I do like the AP area is really cool in Three Sisters, and I really enjoy that part as well. It, this feels I felt like Three Sisters did feel just a little more streamlined, a little simpler. Like you don't have to unlock the license and get the boat; you just plant the plant the dang things. Yeah, you know the, the only thing I guess is. You can't plant beans until your corn stalks are two blocks high, at Correct. two out of four, and so that's the only thing that that's kind of similar to that, I guess. But correct, yep. Here's that's funny you say that because like there's a king crab on the harbor. It's a boat that you can unlock that yep. takes a long time to unlock it. But when you do, like you said, you get more points for the boat. Yep. You also get uh, a really big end game scoring. Up to ten- up to 15 points total. Yeah, yeah. And and that's really cool. But it's a lot of, I'm crossing off this block and not getting anything for it, it which you like, but I don't like. You you prefer, like, yeah, because Three Sisters, it's like everything you cross off, you're like, oh, I set this off. Yes. I guess set that off. I agree. That's really fun. Which is funny because you know that I don't really like that in games. But in Three Sisters, it didn't bother me because maybe it was thematic, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I kept, you really don't like that. You kept saying, man, I'm, I, I'm forgetting these things. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, you should hate this game. I don't. I don't <laughs> hate this game. It's funny. I don't know why. Because, you know, forget everything I've ever said about I know. things, you know, checking things off or whatever. What I like is, what what I dislike about that is it's really easy to forget, oh, did I do this already? Like, did I already take my extra action? Yeah. Did I already cross off this fruit or whatever? Because there, there is a lot, a lot of that in Three Sisters, more than there is in Fleet by far. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's, There's a journal area. There is a journal area so that you can write notes to make sure you don't forget anything. Don't freak out about that. It's not that bad. Well, here's why you don't have to freak out about it. It's because I am the one who always says that I don't like that, and I really like it in Three Sisters. So there you go. If I can handle it, you can handle it. It didn't bother me at all, and it's not that I'm particularly actually. Hey, these were games I was actually good at. <laughs> How about that? Probably because I cheated. <laughs> if you if you and I were playing and somebody walks in and talks to us, and I was in the middle of that though, I it can be a down. It can be frustrating. Because I agree need, with that. Um, so you need to be very focused on this game. And that was probably me to Dean, like. Hey, Hey, kid. He did that on purpose, so I forget and That's lose it. points. So which one did you like better? All right, here's the thing. I'm pretty close, like almost a tie for me. I really, really like both of these games. They're very similar, but they also have their very separate things, like the licenses sure. of the boats and also the you know the way the plants grow and all that, and watering and the actions on there. Um, I will give the nod to Fleet only because of the theme, and I'm I, you might say the same thing. But on any given day, I might prefer Three Sisters. And here's the thing, John. I think we might both be in the same place in this. I think both of these could be like my top two roll and write games. Definitely both of these would fit in my top five or ten roll and write games, I think. I think I have almost the exact same thoughts as you. I would only add to it I like in Fleet how it's 
a little harder to get to things sometimes, I think. But I do agree that I, I really like Three Sisters. And there definitely would be days where I'm like, no, I think I'd rather play Three Sisters today yeah. for sure because it's just I want to I want to get that combo-y goodness and I like the feels of that. I think I would rate the games really similar, like around eight, you know, for both of them probably, yeah. which is I'm usually willing to play and I would suggest the games. This comes from a guy that doesn't really like rolling rights in general. So I want to also throw that out. Like if you're a person who's been like, yeah, uh, I don't know about rolling rights. Hey, you should try these games, especially if like like fishing is an interesting theme for you or gardening. You know, you're like into that kind of thing. Like seriously, these are really good games, and they also the one thing I like about rolling rights is they always have a solid, solid solo mode. And if you if yes. you, if you ever want to play like or you know, there's times where my wife doesn't want to play a game with me. Like I'm definitely gonna pick up Fleet the Dice Game and Three Sisters. I'll I'll figure out. Yeah. Yeah, I I really we both. I don't know if I have these. to have both. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I like them both, but I don't know if I have if I have to own both of them. But I really I have to own one of them. So maybe go by whatever theme you have. Yeah. John says three sisters is streamlined more, and I agreed to that to a, a little point. Bit. But I, I, but the I, fact yeah. that there's more things that trigger these, you know, lots of different things going on. I think there's I agree more to that. keep up with. But anyway, both of these great games, really like them. Let's finish up the episode, John. Tell people how they can get in touch with us. All right, us. if you're enjoying our channel, or, uh, yeah, just subscribe to it or give us a little rating. If you like to support what we're doing, go to patreon.com slash MeepleTown. We're at MeepleTown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're Board Game Geek Hill 3407. Thanks for coming down to MeepleTown. Okay, right. John, I'm, I, I said, do you have anything you do, but I, I have something first. Oh, oh okay. Mine's right. not a funny thing, okay? Okay. Uh, we both got to talk to Rick, and we didn't mention that. Rick, Rick oh, with yeah. Game Point, who also does a lot with Tennessee Game Days, Rick is a listener of the show, big fan, and it was just good talking to him. The funny thing, though, he said is, he said, I feel like I talk to you all the time, but that's because I listen to the <laughs> podcast while I'm walking down the road. But he was like, but that's not the case for you. You don't talk to me, but I just hear you talking, which I thought was interesting. Well, let me say this. He asked about why we changed uh, our themes, because he really liked the other song that we had there. Curious, go in the podcast, um, podcast, go into BGG and let us know what you think about the new, new, and I just kind of, we just thought Meeple Town should maybe grow up a little bit. That was kind of our thoughts. Like, uh, the other theme was not bad. Like, no, no, I, we, it was just like more, a little more kiddish, family-ish. And so we decided to go for something a little more rock and roll.